To me, there is no selling in social. If you do social right, the sale comes to you. That to me is, is the best way to do it. And building those relationships, the internet, uh, places like LinkedIn have given us such an opportunity to not only build that, but to have a global reach and to be yeah. able to kind of create opportunity and build relationships with people. And they fall in love with you and they go, you know what, Bob, I want to buy from you. And they come to you and they say, this is what I want from you. That's a much yep. better sale than trying to yep. push something down somebody's throat while you're trying to build a relationship with them. So I always detach the two, right? It's not social selling. It's social that ends up bringing a sale to you. Welcome to the Making Sales Social podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Today on Making Sales Social, my guest is Kevin D. Turner, who is managing partner of TNT Brand Strategist. Ken is a technology and business-focused organizational and personal brand builder with a ton of expertise in visioneering, communications, culture building, and creating disruptive advantages. He's recognized for insightful talent development and cultivating high-performance teams globally while profitably managing branding and growing organizations. Kevin is a full-out communicator, too, as I like to say. He basically handles everything you can throw at him when it comes to communications, from organizational and personal branding to full brand strategy development, from all kinds of work on LinkedIn profiles and business pages to actual resumes. And from corporate training and public speaking on LinkedIn to career and corporate transition services and lots of other things that could fill this podcast episode in and of itself. So with that, thanks for joining us today, Kevin. We appreciate you taking some time. Bob, I, I, I truly appreciate the opportunity to be here. Love what you do. Love what you say. And uh, I think we're going to have fun today. I guarantee that we're going to have fun today. <laughs> Although if we don't have fun, I don't know how people would take advantage of that guarantee. So, um, <laughs> so uh, our, our first tr traditional question, and, and I think you're in an especially good place to answer this is what does making sales social mean to you? You know, and it, it's a great question because I always have people talk about social selling, right? And to me, there is no selling in social. If you do social right, the sale comes to you. That to me is, is the best way to do it. And building those relationships, you know, the internet, uh, places like LinkedIn have given us such an opportunity to not only build that, but to have a global reach and to be yeah. able to kind of create opportunity and build relationships with people. And they fall in love with you and they go, you know what, Bob, I want to buy from you. Let me check mm -hmm. out what you're doing. And they come to you and they say, this is what I want from you. That's a much yep. better sale than trying to yep. push something down somebody's throat while you're trying to build a relationship with them. So I always detach the two, right? It's not social selling. It's social that ends up bringing a sale to you. That's a real interesting um, uh, concept there. And, and I especially like, like what you said when it comes to the relationship building, because I still think that there are salespeople out there who just don't care about relationships. And I mean, <laughs> making sales social, I mean, really does help in that 
relationship building. I mean, because people sell to people, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's who we want to buy from people. We like, right. Uh, we, we understand them. Uh, we were talking earlier about, uh, I guess the go-giver, Bob Berg, right? Yep. That no like and trust. That's yep. who we buy from. That's who we refer people to. And to me, that's uh, you know an incredibly valuable lesson I learned early on. And so I'm always appreciative to Bob. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we've actually had him on the podcast and he's a friend of the company and everything. So yeah, oh, no, we good all... Guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we could, we, we'd all build um, altars to Bob and all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so speaking of making sales social, I mean, this, this whole thing around selling and using social, uh, to me, I see as a big step in the evolution of sales and specifically in that all important initial contact with a potential prospect, you know, we've, we've gone from door knocking to cold calling sprinkled in some to a lot of marketing. And now some of us, unfortunately, not enough of us, but some of us are using social in our case, LinkedIn, to start those sales conversations. Some have called it a revolution, though. Which side do you think you land on, evolution or revolution? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. I had an experience very early on in my career. I worked for Sony Corporation for about 13 years and started in uh, marketing, uh, branding, into sales. And one of the things that they always teach you at Sony, and it's a very Japanese principle, is uh, potential customers are like, uh, you should treat them like guests in your home, right? You lay everything out. You show them where everything is. You make them feel comfortable. You make them want to stay with you. And, you know, through that building of that relationship process and treating them like guests in your home, they then become, you know, really the potential customer that you want them to be, the one that asks you to sell to them. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, you know, for me, I was lucky, got that early on. And I always embraced it and was able to use that throughout my career. And, uh, I think it's wonderful that many people are now kind of picking up on this, you know, this concept, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Some yeah. of us, it was very natural. And we fought yeah. those who put the pressure on us, right? To say, well, you got to make X amount of phone calls, cold phone calls, right. cold knocking, yeah, exactly. cold, this, Metrics, cold, that, yep. cold emails. And mm -hmm. that didn't work. Right. And some of them finally came around when you showed them that there's a different way mm -hmm. and a better way. And what is amazing to me too, is when, when you build customers in that sense, they send people to you, they yes. become their own sales funnel. And you know what? There's nothing better than somebody else telling you, if you're going to do this, you got to do it with Bob because Bob knows what he's doing. Yeah. You could say that all day and all night, Bob, but yeah. nobody's really going to believe you because you're selling. If somebody's doing right. it for you, it has a huge advantage. And if you do social in the in the right sense of building those sales, those clients, those customers, those relationships, that's what happens. That pipeline really, really, really ramps up and it comes to you. So I think that's the huge advantage. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess um so I guess social selling and you know making sales social is is kind of Japanese or Zen-like almost. I mean, I think that that's kind of a pretty decent logically to take and one that I like too, actually yeah. it's very different, but at the same time, it, it genuinely and authentically builds relationships, quite frankly, the way that you would build any relationship, like you said, with your house example too. I mean, you're talking about guests coming into a house. We're kind of doing that in social as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and you are, you're inviting them into your home. You're inviting them into your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why you've seen so much change on LinkedIn. LinkedIn used to look like people's 
basic resumes, right? And yeah. now it's a little more friendly. It's a little more open. Yeah. There's a little more conversation there. There's a little more, and you don't have to go personal, right? You don't have to give them away all the secrets right. in your life, but you can do personality really well. And mm -hmm. personality yeah. makes you a human. And that's one of the big changes I've seen over the years on, on LinkedIn is things are becoming more human. People are becoming yeah. more likable, you know, and right. that, I love to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is amazing. So that's actually a perfect bridge to kind of the next little chunk of things that I'd like to talk about. And that has to do with personal branding, which personal branding, of course, involves putting putting your personality out there too. So so I think that this is a great uh, transition. So um, one of the phrases that I absolutely love that I wish I would have thought of, and if you haven't trademarked it yet, you should trademark <laughs> it pretty quick here, is um, you say to stay away from personal blanding as opposed Absolutely. to personal branding just to make make sure our listeners actually get that and like i said it's a brilliant term you and i agree on the big time importance of someone's linkedin profile which is kind of like a house going back to 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 what you were saying before um we at social sales like we talk about it seems like hourly about just how important the profile is. I mean, it really is that oh, important. Absolutely. So tell me, why do you think the profile is so important? And we've gotten into that a little bit already, but especially for salespeople. You know, and it goes it goes back to that whole term of of personal blanding, right? And that personal blanding, which which is trademark. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> Get that good. in early. Um, I hear that. <laughs> the, the whole concept behind that is people have a tendency, and and every profile I look at when somebody says my LinkedIn's not working for me, right? Every single one of those people that you look at their profile and what they've done is they've thrown everything that they could ever think about that they've ever done into yeah. the profile thinking, well, everybody will be able to come in, find a couple of pieces they like, and they'll be able to understand me. Yeah. That's personal blanding. That is the uh, intentional or maybe unintentional demarketing of oneself, right? Kind of yeah, that's a good way presenting oneself as Jack and Jill of all trades, right? Right. The rest of that sentence is master... Mm -hmm. Nobody hires masters of none unless you're running a convent, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. don't do it. You know, think about it. There are things in our career histories that we have done, and maybe we did them exceptionally well, that we don't want to be known for. We don't want to make it our move forward. That's how we're getting our branding set is what moves us forward. What do we want them to know? It is the truth, but it's not the whole truth, Right. I look, I was very involved in startups through venture capital. And one of the things I could do really well was payroll and taxes before there was software. So, you know, that's oh, wow. pre-century, turn of yeah. the century, right? <laughs> and I did it really well. And you know what? If you do it all right, nobody says thank you, Bob, because you paid them for what they did. Right. You yep. get it wrong and they knock on your door on Friday night. Happened once in four years because it was such a misery to do. And sure, yeah. That... I've decided you will never see that in any of my branding presentation. So if you go to my profile, you won't find accounting, uh, tax, payroll, any of that kind of stuff. Even though I did it really well, it's not my move forward. Part of building that brand is to really let them know what you do, what you're passionate about, and it should focus on where you're going, okay. not just okay. what you've done right? But what you've done is the proof that you can get to where you're going and all that yeah. needs to be brought into the brand. But the profile itself is just that. It's the first chance that anybody who is interested in you has to learn about you. So if you haven't refined it, and I always say refine because you can't create a brand, right? You can refine a brand. 
it has to be there. There has to be some basis for it, right? Otherwise, it's not really a brand. It's it's a lie. But to refine it helps those people come and then see who you really are, what you can do, what your values are that you bring to the table, and how that can potentially benefit the relationship. And right. if people aren't doing that on that LinkedIn profile, they've lost a huge opportunity. And it's usually the first thing people forget to do, right? They get right sure. into, I'm going to throw some content out there. I'm going to start commenting. I'm going to start hosting uh, live events. I'm going to do... Uh, audio events <laughs> and they'll come and they'll come to my profile and they'll be able to figure out the master of none thing, right? Uh, they'll figure it out exactly. and then they'll do whatever business they want to do with me. Get the yeah. profile right first. Know who you are, know what your values are, what you bring to the table that also that people want. That's another thing. If yes. you bring it to the table and nobody wants it, that's really not a good part of your brand. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then, and then, and then also speaking to what your audience of prospects, suspects, whatever you want to call them, what, what what they want to hear as well. Because if you're just publishing stuff that you want to talk about and nobody, like you said, no one else wants to talk about it, then why are you doing it? You really need to make sure that everything that you do starting in your profile speaks to whatever audience it is of prospects that you want to attract. Absolutely. And, and you know, knowing that audience is critical. And I hear that a lot. And I, I work with a lot of uh, sales people. And one of the things that they're always proud of is, you know, most profitable territory, most profitable this, uh, you know, what a customer now looks at, if I come to Bob's profile, and that's all it says is profit, profit, profit. I'm thinking, Bob, the price you gave me isn't good enough. <laughs> because yeah. I know you're the most profitable guy. So right. I'm going to ask you for a better price. Yep. Know your audience. If if you're selling, don't tell them about how much profit you make. Tell them how much you improve their lives when they buy your product. Tell them another part of the story, but you got to know the audience first, right? And I, I don't yep. think people really think about that. They think about sometimes what internally within their company is awarded and rewarded, and that becomes the LinkedIn profile. But that's potentially not going to help them sell or build relationships that come and ask for the sale. So know that audience. It's really important and people forget. So let's continue with the profile for a little bit. So so let's go under the hood or the bonnet, if you're overseas, of the LinkedIn profile and just talk about just a couple of real specific things. What do you think are the most important elements of the profile for a salesperson? You know, I think number one is, is the profile picture, right? Mm -hmm. It's got to represent you today. Because if they're staring at that and they're building a relationship with that and you show up and that picture's from 15 years ago, right? Yeah. And it was one of those glamour shots, right? And you show up <laughs> and the only thing in the back of their mind is what truck ran over Bob today, <laughs> right? Right. Mm -hmm. They might not even be able to express it. If I, I've got a beard, if I shave my beard off, I yep. could go to a meeting and 95% of the people won't know the difference, but they'll know something is different and their right. trust factor with me will drop. I would and they're make, I say, hey, too. by the way, I shaved my beard. Yeah, Make sure it represents you. The other component of that, and I see this so often, is people take these direct shots, right? What you would normally take for a driver's license or a passport picture, mm -hmm. that is dangerous. ID theft is big right now, and it's easy to steal a profile picture. So don't do a direct shot. Now, you don't have to be extreme like, like me. I'm a little cheeky. I'm like the laundry uh, company that did the laundry sign upside down, right? Because <laughs> it stands out. I've got an extreme view. But if you just turn your face just a hair so I can only see one ear, yep. right? That connect yep. and is not usable 
to make fake IDs. So, you know, but you still got to make eye contact. And then body language is critical. In that photo, believe it or not, if you're turned over this way, you'll be looking in towards into your, the, yeah. into the profile. If you turn the other way, you're looking out of the profile. And there is a three times difference in connectivity between those two shoulder processes. So wow. out of the profile, you look disinterested. I pop onto your page. That's what hits the back of my psyche, right? That Bob's not interested. He's leaving already. <laughs> I just got here. The other ah. one, Bob's interested. What works in real life works on LinkedIn. What doesn't work in real life doesn't work on LinkedIn. So if you go to a networking meeting, everybody is exactly equal, right? They all look the same. They all the same. They are the same. You walk into that room. Three of them are walking away from you. Three are walking towards you. Who do you talk to? Yeah. Probably the ones walking towards you, right? It's a natural yeah. inclination. So we got to start thinking about these things and all the components on the profile, we should look at that and say, how would that look in a magazine or in a television ad? What, where are those elements that I can pick up of advertising in general so that I can build my presentation to have the most impact? Same thing, yep. if you could find a magazine somewhere with a car ad in it, and the people were running away from the car, you probably wouldn't buy it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, be Absolutely. aware of these things. Uh, but that first piece, that profile picture begins the process of us becoming a human, and it follows us everywhere we go on LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah, I used to call it the LinkedIn stalker before before stalker <laughs> got to be a really bad word. But I mean, but yeah, it does. It, it it literally follows you everywhere. I I call it the LinkedIn shadow nowadays because it does. It follows you everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next piece of that is that headline. That headline is attached to that picture. So when you comment, when you post, when you do anything on LinkedIn, that's there. And depending on what you're doing, some of that line will show and some of it won't, right? If you're in an audio room, it's going to be about the first uh, 21 spaces, yeah. right? Yeah. On a post is somewhere around 44. 40, yeah, 40 to yeah. 50, and, depending. And we say yeah. spaces because a, an I, a small I, takes up less room than a capital W, right? Right. So up to spaces is always a good way to look at that. Um, yep. There's no perfect measurement, but that's critical. And you've got to set a tone within that first couple of words in there that make you somebody that somebody wants to talk to, right? Mm -hmm. Personalize it, put the value on the table, let them find interest in it very quickly. Now you still have up to uh, 230 spaces and believe it or not, it does have a huge SEO impact. Yeah. So you can fill the rest of that line, maybe half of that space with words that are gonna help you be found, right? Always look at it in the sense, is it too much? Is it, does it look a little junky, right? Because it is a visual process as well. Sure. But don't waste it. Don't leave yourself as a uh, title at company. That's blanding, title at company, right? Unless you are the CEO of Coca-Cola. And then you right, get away yeah. with title at company. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> the rest of us and, are in a different boat. Right. Yeah. Especially if you put down something like account executive at blah, blah, blah. I mean, because to me, unfortunately, there is still that negative stereotype of salespeople out there. And if someone knows right away that you're a salesperson, most are just going to be like, oh, no way I'm going to do anything <laughs> with this person, you know? So, I mean, you know, it's an unfortunate stereotype, but it's still out there. So, I mean, 
to really construct it the the way that Kevin does it and the way that we do it here is, you know, really to capture people's attention, let them know who you are, what it is you do and how you can help them Absolutely. and leave titles for the experience section. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So um, what do you think is the most overlooked part of the profile that really hurts salespeople? And I have my own answer to this. I just want to see if ours match. And, and I actually hope they don't match because I want to hear another part besides my own. And maybe I'm unfair because I've got two of them. Can I do okay. two? Is that allowed or do I, do I have to pick my top one? Um, <laughs> you can do two. Okay. Yeah, let's well, do two. I think the two that, that people neglect or don't do right are the background banner or background photos, LinkedIn says, yeah. and the about summary, right? Those two sections, mm -hmm. I don't think people do well. Most of the profiles yeah. I go see, they've left the three shades of gray default, right? <laughs> yeah. The background banner. Yeah. What that tells people 24-7, 365, right, is I accept the default. I didn't know you could do it. I'm not a real big, you know, I'm not really into LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help. But that background banner, if done correctly, can do a couple of things. Um, if you're worried about your company thinking you're on LinkedIn because you're, you're looking for another job, create a company-specific profile background banner, right? Yep. So that it shows loyalty to the company, reduces the red flags at work. And here's the nice part about it. It's a double-edged sword in your advantage is you are actually more attractive to recruiters when you yeah. create the company 100%. as part of your brand because recruiters yeah. are paid anywhere from 10 to 50% of your first salary as their potential bonus, right? They're mm -hmm. paid to steal you away from the competition. So the more loyal yeah. you look, the more the recruiter wants to talk to you. And the more they use that in the introduction, they'll tell that company, hey, look, because of our relationship with Bob, and they only spent five minutes on the phone with you, right? Because of our relationship with Bob, <laughs> we can convince him to come in. But look at his profile. Bob is all about his company. So you better take care of Bob when he gets there. Ultimately means pay Bob better so I can get a bigger bonus. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 All of that. Yeah. And then, and then the other thing that I like, which I come across sometimes when I do profiles for salespeople is that sometimes they're actually concerned that they don't want to be leading with their company so much because they're kind of thinking, you know, I don't want to be here uh, for, for the, for the rest of my life. I tell them that that's wrong because when you do show loyalty, that's actually a sales point for the next company that hires you because they know that you're going to be just as loyal to them as you are to your current company. And I even had one person come back to me and said, Bob, you're right. I got this new job. One of the things that they liked was that I showed loyalty. Absolutely. It's a huge piece of your brand and it should be and incorporated in there, right? Yeah. You know, you can be in there and you can even show, you know, components of the products that you sell. All those things mm -hmm. are great. And they do have that extra benefit to somebody who's looking to bring you in as wow, we want somebody who will do that for us as well. It's just exactly. like going to an interview and talking bad about your last employer. Right. Right. If you're not yep. saying anything on LinkedIn about your employer, you're technically digitally talking bad about them. Right. Like, yep. I don't really want to be here. It comes across pretty quickly when you don't involve them in part of the branding of that. Mm -hmm. profile. So always bring it in. Now Absolutely. that leads us, I guess, right into the about section, right? That yeah. used to be called Absolutely. summary. I call it about summary because I guess I hold on to some things. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a critical component, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, the first few lines, if you don't get it right, just like a post, they're not going to open, see more, right? <laughs> so you right. got to get those yeah. things. You got to capture them. There's got to be a hook in there, something that gets them excited 
you know, so that they go, ooh, I want to read more of that. Now, the one thing that people forget, and I see it all the time in the summary, is the way we read is not the old school way of open the big book and yeah. you got a full page of text. We can do that when we have the book open, our mind switches its wiring, but on the internet, mm -hmm. we can only take little chunks, right? Three, four lines and anymore, it's too long, didn't read, right? I skip it, I go past it. So three or four lines, I always like bringing in a few bulleted emoji, kind of bulleted, uh, uh, you know, very, very sharp bullets, very short, right? right underneath that to kind of give some top accomplishments, right? So that first section might be something mm -hmm. about you that tells them why they want to, you know, get to know you, get to do business with you potentially. And then you go into some of these big things that you've done throughout your career. And one of the things I love to use whenever I use bullets on an internet-based kind of presentation, you use the flying F pattern. That means the first bullet's the longest, the last bullet is the shortest, and everything is in descending order. That's called a flying F. Okay. It was perfected in spam email and nobody likes spammers, but you got to admit spammers are good at what they do, right? Yeah, they are. What they yep. found out oh. is when you yep. use that pattern, right? 95% of the people will read all the bullets. When you leave a staggered pattern, short, long, 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 short, only 15% of the people will read all the bullets. And the, the concept is you, you read the first one, it's not even a line long and you see the second one, oh, it's a shorter one. And they keep getting shorter and you're like, I can do that. That's in the back of your mind. So you end up reading all the bullets. Doesn't matter that they're not in order of impressiveness because you're going to get them all done. And so we can mm -hmm. learn things even from, from bad characters sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that to me is important. And then, you know, always have a call to action in there. Yeah. The oh, call absolutely. to action isn't, you know, buy my product per se, right? It, mm -hmm. it could be something more like be my friend and let's talk about, X, Y, and Z. You can yep. stimulate a relationship by saying, these are my passions. I'd like to talk about, you know, personal branding versus personal branding. Well, people go, well, what is that? I want to know. So have your call to action. If you can bring in your contact, if you feel comfortable doing that into right. that section, but here's the catcher. So many people right now are scraping LinkedIn for every bit of contact. And if you just put your regular email in there, it's going to get spammed. If you put your phone number in there, you're probably going to get calls you don't want. But if you represent them differently, and here's the key, you parse your email. You Mine starts with Kevin, right? And I parse, I put a space between the ampersand, the at. I put another space, tntbrandstrategist.com. That is no longer an email because of the spaces between before and after the ampersand. So a scraper won't pick that up because it would be bringing back junk. So it's told to have one stream with the ad in the middle and the .com on the end, and that's an email, bring that back to me. The other one gets away. The yeah. same thing on a phone number. If you use plus one dot, and then your area code, plus one being US, there's other for you know plus 45, other. that kind of stuff. If you do that on the phone number, it won't scrape your phone number because it doesn't recognize the format. Nice. So you can present without being kind of caught up in all this spam. If you ever think about Craigslist, they always write the words out, right? Seven is written out, seven. And then, and then there's a number. That's another way, but that's a little sloppy, I think. You just have to vary yeah. it enough that you throw off these people who are scraping all the way through LinkedIn to find this stuff and to deliver spam to you, whether it's by phone or email. That's a safe way to do it. Anybody else seeing that knows I could copy Bob's address, put it in my email, take the spaces out, and I can send you an email. Yeah. That's 
personal because you knew they got to that point. And here's Absolutely. one other component I love to use, and I've used this for years. You can only accept invites that have your email. Yep. So if they didn't read your about section, they didn't get your email, they can't invite you. So if you're worried about getting yeah. terrible invites all the time, that's one way to, to kind of stop them. Now, mm -hmm. believe it or not, you can even incorporate, and I do this all the time, and I've never gotten any bad spam out of this. You can incorporate things like your email, your phone number in your graphics because they can't be scraped. It takes a right. human to see it and to call you, but it makes it yeah. much more accessible, right? And so smart people are doing it. And I, I think it's a great thing to do. Yeah. So many takeaways there. The flying F, I is yeah, I'm uh, I am I am officially stealing that, Kevin. I just I I, I need to know that that's that that that's bad. Well, go look on my profile and you'll see several flying Fs, and they work. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. So before we move on, I just want to hit on my most overlooked one really quick, and that's the featured section. So the featured section, I think, is overlooked for, for two reasons. One, because it doesn't appear automatically. You have to go and search for it when you're, when you're actually setting up your profile, so it's not real obvious. The other thing is that it's, a, it's what we call a scroll stopper because it should be graphical. Mm -hmm. As people are scrolling down in your profile, they're going to stop there. They're going to read what is there. So Absolutely. we encourage people to have like educational content there about what it is you do that leads to your solution and not with your solution. And we've talked about this in many other podcasts and our posts and things like that. So I'm not going to go into it too much, but I do think that that's probably the most overlooked part because quite frankly, it's so easy to overlook because yeah. A, you have to know about it and B, you have to know where to go in the profile. That and then you have to populate it, right? That's good and then stuff. you have to populate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. One thing I always yeah. think about the, you know, the visuals in there, if you want to kind of cram down somebody's throat that you are a team player, right? All the time. And you've got it in all your writing, have some pictures of you being a team player, having your yep. team on the ropes course, right? Pushing mm -hmm. them up over the thing to get them over to the other side or giving out awards to your salespeople, right? Or yep. even to your customers. That's being a team player. If you can visually put that in there. And they always say a picture's worth a thousand words, right? Yeah. Instead of you just claiming it, now you are social proofing it. And so I love that featured section to bring in some of those visual social proofs on the branding uh, components that you're pushing out there because not everybody believes what they read anymore. Excellent, excellent stuff. So um, <laughs> the next really big thing that at least I know you for and and I think you're recognized by a lot of other people for, for doing this as well as you've taken it on yourself to be, in my mind, the leader of documenting changes and improvements that LinkedIn makes within its platform. And this isn't just for salespeople. This is just changes that are made. So anyone can take advantage of this. Um, I'm just curious as to, as, as to why you took on this big role. And believe me, it's big because LinkedIn changes all the time. <laughs> you know, it, it it's because it's a passion of mine, right? I love mm -hmm. new features and I love to try every single new feature. I don't always mm -hmm. use them after I try them, right? But I want to try yeah. them. And that's the way everybody should look at this. You should look at you know new features is if it works for me, if I try it and it works for me, I can continue with it. You don't have to try everything. You don't have to use everything, but you use what works for you, right? And part of that was if I'm already doing this, why not share that information with everybody? And then the other thing I do about it is 
sometimes I don't find it first. Sometimes right. it's somebody else within my network that finds it first. And mm -hmm. I always sometimes, sometimes I'll take what information they have. They haven't posted about it. I'll create a post, but I always give them credit in the post. Yes. And I give them credit in my new LinkedIn features article. I always say found in the wild, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's only so much I can find. And, right. you know, with a network that knows if I find something and I bring it to you, you're going to give me credit that works. And, you know, you can't 100%. do this alone. This is a yeah, team no, sport. no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no way. And it's, and it's interesting you say that because I specifically have in my notes that I also like that you give full credit for tips. So if I noticed it, I think everyone notices that as well. And I think that speaks just so highly to what it is that that you do that you not only do it yourself but you're kind of an aggregator for everyone else and at the same time you're giving credit so i mean bravo for all that too there's even times where i'm actually typing it up right and documenting mm -hmm. it and somebody comes and goes i found a new feature i still give them credit yeah. <laughs> right? oh, i usually send them hey look i was fantastic. just working this out but because you came at the same time and i hadn't posted yet i'm going to add you in yeah right? that's great and you know it's the right way to do things yeah and you know, building it is helping me stay hey, hey. Yeah. building relationships, getting back social selling. That's how you build really true quality relationships as well. I think I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, so I've got a quick follow up to that. Um, do you have any thoughts into why LinkedIn does a, and I have used so many adjectives for this and I'm trying to be kind, <laughs> but, um, and I landed on does such a not so great job of communicating its changes. I mean, my God, at least set up a change log at, at, at the very least, or maybe you're, you're the change log. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's like, wh why do you think this is? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it, it's fascinating. It, it is part of the culture of LinkedIn. I've actually talked to people inside LinkedIn, and there doesn't exist inside LinkedIn an actual list of the features as they've rolled out over the years. I created a timeline to start tracking and showing pictures of that. And you can see the evolution of kind of where LinkedIn started. They don't even have that for their employees. Oh, here's the reason. The rollout of any feature, if you just grab that feature and you rolled it out to everybody, probably half the time the site would blow up, go down for yeah. two days, right? And everybody yeah. would be mad. So yeah. the way LinkedIn rolls out a product is it does it in normally a five-wave process. It is randomized, which means sometimes you can be in the first wave, sometimes you're in the fifth wave, sometimes you're the third. You never know, right? So five randomized mm -hmm. waves that increase in size and that during that process, they examine that, they sometimes fix issues, right? They yeah. sometimes improve the feature and they sometimes during the middle of that discontinue it because it caused too much trouble, it wasn't well received, and that's the rollout process. Now, those rollouts can take anywhere from 30 now to 120 days. If you go out there and you announce, we've got a brand new feature, and they could have announced, uh, I think I broke scheduling three months ago, that they were going right. to do native scheduling. Yeah, I still if LinkedIn that. came out and said, we got native scheduling. All of us would be mad at LinkedIn because we don't have it today. We'd be doing case help studies. We would be doing We'd be... <laughs> Yeah, we would, apart, we right? would in our in our posts, they would create their own problem. And then let's say they found out it didn't work and they took it away, mm -hmm. right? It just happened. Yeah. And that's why I tell people sometimes it's not good to be in the first wave. 
because I've actually been in the first wave of product that hit LinkedIn that I spent a lot of time, loved it, and then they took it away because it didn't work for everybody, and I lost all that work. One of them was, uh, this was back around uh, 2011, you could tag your contacts and you could put notes in there, information about that contact. Oh, God, Met no. Bob here, blah, blah, blah. Bob likes yeah. uh, Manhattan clam chowder, not New England, yeah. right? You could put your notes yeah. in there. And when you pulled up Bob's profile, you had a little bit to go on, which yeah. really helped. They pulled that and all those notes went away. All those tags, yeah. all those notes. We cried when that happened. Yeah. Now, they Although gave us a warning, hey, go download it. But yeah. the purpose was it was supposed to be on the profile, right? Yep. Yep. And believe yep. it or not, the reason they got rid of it is because it became the basis of Sales Navigator. Navigator. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. How do you sell Sales, sales Navigator when you've already given away a great feature here? Yeah. That's why it disappeared. It took like a year before you saw it kind of reappear into Sales Navigator. Yep. Those are some of the reasons why you don't want to be first wave, third wave. Sometimes better yeah. to be fifth wave. Wait your turn. When yep. you get it, it should be right. And, uh, you know, it's fun to be first wave. Don't go out there and rub people's nose in it. <laughs> That's what I tell people. If you're first, share it. Get the information you can. Don't rub their nose in it. And you see yeah. that. Nanana poo poo. <laughs> I got it. You yeah. didn't. No, I'm better than you. LinkedIn loves me, right? Yep. That's all. Yeah. You were randomly yep. chosen. <laughs> yeah, it's random. Nothing bestowed upon you, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we've talked about like so much here. People's heads are probably blowing up a little bit. <laughs> Let's do just a really quick one thing you can do right now. So if you've been listening to all of this and you're just feeling kind of inundated, what in your opinion is the one thing that someone can do right now to really take full advantage of LinkedIn? I'd say get involved and get involved first mm -hmm. with your current network, right? Reach out to them, check in with them, start following them. Start commenting on their stuff. If there are people you want to get to know, you know, first make sure that what you already know or who you already know, you firm that up. That's the first thing. And then, you know, when you see people you want to know, follow them first, comment on what they place out there and begin to build a relationship before you either ask to connect or they ask you to connect. If you do it right, they're asking you to connect. And again, right. that is kind of, selling social, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So if people want to learn much, much more about you, although we've learned a lot already, and I absolutely love that, but if they want to learn about your offerings, where can they go? Find me on LinkedIn, Kevin D. Turner. That middle initial in there is real important mm -hmm. to find me because there's a lot of Kevin Turners. Yep. And I actually got thrown off LinkedIn once for that. Really? And now I'm part of why you're allowed to have middle names because they wanted me to provide proof, right? They shut me down, uh -huh. provide proof that that was my name. And on my driver's license, it actually says Kevin. And then it writes right. out my and name, which I won't tell you what the D stands for. Yes. Yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> and Turner. Yeah. And they had to say, okay, Kevin D is your first name. They didn't like it because they said, if it wasn't on your driver's license or your passport, you cannot use it. And I just said, that's my first name, Kevin D. And why can, why can William be Bill and I can't be Kevin D? Exactly. <laughs> so, now they made me get rid of the unicorn. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's a funny that's story funny. behind that. You know, uh, Leah Turner mm -hmm. had incorporated the unicorn into her name. They threw her in jail. 
Mm-hmm. She went and got her name legally changed to add the unicorn emoji. Oh and she God. came back to LinkedIn and LinkedIn had to accept it. So if you're going to add emojis, you're going to have to get your name legally changed. You're going to have to get it. If you want to keep them. <laughs> so pick the best emojis, right? <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to do a little bit of work for that to happen. Yeah. Kind of like Prince, right? Formerly known as. <laughs> so, so if you want to uh, learn more and, and engage with them, uh, follow him first and then engage in some of his content, uh, content and then connect with him because the LinkedIn algorithm loves that kind of thing. So uh, uh, if, if, you know, he's got so much good stuff out there, including the best way to be up to date on changes that are happening with LinkedIn that we have now learned, you may or may not see right away. And if they decide to take it away, they decide, but you know, all that stuff. So Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. This uh, so much learned. I learned some stuff and it was just fantastic. Thank you very much today. Appreciate Absolutely. it. I appreciate it. I, I enjoy and it's just, it's good to, to talk to you face to face. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I, I want to thank you for making this episode of Making Sales Social a part of your busy day. And remember, when you're out and about, be sure to make your sales social. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.